What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Welcome back. My name is Kerwin Elias. I am the lovely host. That's what the show is named after for, right? Because I'm such a great host. Um, obviously, that's sarcasm. I just want to say thank you to all of you that are connected and tuning in. Uh, thanks for connecting once more and listening to my craziness and all my uh, wild uh, rambling. I talk a lot. I know it. But I want to get straight into the word of God because you know what? That's exactly what we're here for, right? We're always here to receive truth that is hopeful, but at the same time convicting, right? You want a word that has both. I've learned that in my life as a preacher, at the end of the message, I want to ensure that two things were manifested, that two things were clearly done and manifested in the lives of the people. Number one, that there was conviction from the Holy Spirit, not conviction from the laws of man, not conviction from the laws of society, because everybody can feel guilty and shameful for certain parameters and laws and mindsets that other people have that are not in the word of God. And that's exactly what I don't want to do. I want to make sure that the conviction comes from the spirit of God and from the word of God. And number two, I want to make sure that there's hope. In other words, that they don't just feel like they're bad people, but they understand that there is a chance to change because that is what Jesus is. That is who Jesus is. He is our hope. He is our reason to keep on believing that things can get better and that we can get better and that we can continue to move forward no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. And so on that note, I would I, I want to talk about God, God's endless love. And that's the title of today's episode. God has endless love for you, but yet many people have trouble believing it, right? Um, I know for me as a Christian, as a believer, trying to get closer to God has always been harder for me because I'm a person that I beat myself up. I, I've always been a person where I've always felt 10 times guilt, 10 times shame, 10 times um, regretful. I'm not the type of person that I just learn how to get over things within a day. No, no. Maybe I could pretend. Maybe I can convince others that I'm okay. But I've always been a person and that I have always been logical. Right. So I in other words, I've always lived not directly this line, but in a way you do the crime, you do the time. That's how I always seen it. Right. And that's in a sense, righteous. Right. You you want to make sure that those that have faults also pay a price. But yet, you know, there, it, it isn't always like that. You know, we often think, you know, we determine our own price. There's moments that we say, well, I deserve the, t- the death sentence. I deserve to no longer be on this earth or I deserve to lose my position, my job, my my role, my my responsibility in this life. And so by having those mindsets, we end up hindering ourselves from what God actually wants to do in our lives because God looks at us and he doesn't see us that way. Of course, God allows consequences to occur in our lives when they are purposeful. In other words, there are certain moments that God will prevent a certain consequence because he sees our our mistake. He sees our ignorance. He sees the things that we were blinded to and he has mercy on us. But then there's acts and and moments that we do that we do them out of pride. We do them out of our own ego. We do them because we think we're smarter than other people. We think that we have the power and that we have control. And God allows consequences to happen to remind us that we were wrong and that he is the one who knows how to do things right. And so that's all part of God's love. And I want to get straight into the word of God where it says in Romans 8, 38 through 39, for I am convinced this is the word of God. 
It says, I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in else, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is amazing. So let's break it down a little bit at the end here, right? It says here that um, in the very last sentence that none of these things will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus. It says that the love is found in Jesus. That's the good news. Jesus is the carrier of this love. You know, it's like when you're tracking your package on Amazon or FedEx or UPS and you want to know where your package is and you want to see where the truck is and you want to know if it's getting close to you or it's far away is your package in the plane is it in a different city is it in a truck yet is it going to get delivered today you want to know where it's at well good news you know now that the love can be found in jesus that love is in him and so we got to make sure that we go to him in order to find this kind of love right Nobody else carries this love, only him. And the only way that people can carry this love if they are carrying him. You see what I mean? That's like having a box inside of a box, right? And, you know, the original box carries love. And if you want to carry love, you got to take that box inside of you. You can't just carry that love on your own because you can't handle it. You don't have the wisdom. You don't have the, the essence to be pure love. And so you need Jesus involved in your life. You need his laws. You need his truth. You need his presence, his spirit in you in order to even be able to use and transmit that love to other people in any way or form, because we are the instrument, but yet Jesus is the power that works through us. And so by having this knowledge that love is in him, that's the good news. Now let's get an understanding. What can love not, what can not separate us from his love? All right. So now that we know that this love, you know, is not like the Amazon packages in a way that it's far away from us, that we're trying to see where it is. No, now we know where it is, but unlike the Amazon packages, we know that the love is already connected to us. It's already connected to us. It's already connected to us because, you know, um, it, it says in first John, chapter four, verse 10, that this is love. That's what, imagine you're trying to wonder what the definition of love is, right? And it says in the Bible, it, it gives you the definition. First John four ten. it says, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we know that God has already loved us before and that Jesus, Jesus is the price that was paid in order to demonstrate that love. That's amazing. In another verse in the word of God, it says that as we were sinners, God loved us. And it also says in, a, in the word of God, it says in the word of God that we love God. We love him because he first loved us. And so now we have an understanding that his love has always reached us. His love has been active. So Jesus already died, resurrected and already ascended to heaven and so we already have this understanding that the act of love is already done and that his love for us is already achieved and it's already been shown and it is continual and because the death of jesus and the resurrection of jesus the blessings of it still follow us till this day it means that the love of god is still with us till this day so the love of god is already connected to us there are many verses in the bible that uh, reinforce that theory 
It's not a theory. It's a truth now because it's reinforced. We see it in the word of God. All right. So now the question is, the question is, do we love God? Do we love God? Hmm? But we'll get to that after, because now let's understand what cannot separate us from his love for us. All right. And we're going to read Romans 38 through 39 again. And, and let's break it down because it says, for I am convinced that neither death nor life. All right. So whether you're dead or alive, he loves you. Whether you're dead or alive, he loves you. All right. Next group, angels or demons. Angels cannot do anything about it. And demons cannot do anything about it. See, we're more worried about the demons, right? Because none of us have ever stayed awake at night thinking, oh, no, oh, no, an angel's going to attack me. An angel's going to ruin God's plan. No, we're not really thinking about the angels, right? We're thinking about the demons. But yet even the demons cannot separate you from God's love. Even when a demon has worked in your life or done something in your life through your life that does not separate you from God's love. All right. Next group, nor the present nor the future. Okay, neither the present or the future. So whatever happened today and whatever happens tomorrow is not going to change anything. It's not going to change anything. And I know you're thinking right now, oh, well, the past does, huh? Well, if, if the present and the future, you know, it doesn't change anything, then no, the past does not change anything. You, you got to understand just by saying the present, you are both talking about the past and the future, to be honest, because you can't go back to the past. And we always talk about the future, but we're never actually there. We're always in the present. And that's why it's so important. Pay attention in the present. So as long as God loves you in the present, that means he loves you every day. And if he loves you every day, that means he's been loving you every day. He loves you today and he'll continue to do it tomorrow. So if there is a word of God that speaks about your present, have an understanding that it is also connected to every other day you've lived and every other day you're going to live. So now we continue into what else that cannot separate us from the love of God. And it says, nor any powers. Why powers? Well, there's witchcraft out there. There's people that um, have uh, powers out there that are spiritual or maybe even um, natural, you know, people that are authorities that they can say, oh, God doesn't love you. They can say all they want. They can pray all they want. They can declare these things over your life all they want. But that doesn't mean that it actually works because the word of God already speaks against that. So the next group is neither height nor death. And here we're getting to a point where I don't think it's meant to be taken literally, right? It's not meant to be taken as, oh yeah, no matter if you live in, um, you know, Denver, Colorado, the highest place ever, or you live in Florida, the closest to the waters. No, it doesn't matter. No, what, what, what it speaks about there, it's speaking about um, how it's emphasizing, it's emphasizing that there is no distance in your life, spiritually, deep within you. And sometimes we feel like we're in a high place. Sometimes we feel like we're in a low place. And that's why he continues to say, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So there's nothing in all creation. You know, when it says all creation, it's not talking about just things that are in the natural world. It's talking about the spiritual world as well. And that talks about the spiritual things that are manifested through the natural, you know, sometimes we have a spirit, an evil spirit that's working through other people. And we often think the mistakes that we make, because sometimes evil spirits have worked through us. And we think that the mistakes that others have made and that we've made and the sins that they've done to us or the sins that we've been through separate us from God's love. But the truth is nothing can, nothing can. And so we end up understanding that God is love himself. 
anything else that has traits of love but is but isn't under God's order is just an imitation of love. It's just a feeling. There's so many things out there that are just a feeling. While God's true love is connected to two things, faithfulness and sacrifice. Why faithfulness? Because faithfulness is the past, present, and future. It is what is consistent and it is what remains. And why sacrifice? Because as we read in 1 John 4.10, that love is not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice for our sins, an atoning sacrifice for our sins, a holy, pure, wonderful, undeserving to die sacrifice. And now that we have this understanding, we must have an understanding that his foundation of everything, the foundation of all the things that he's done for us is through love. Love is the most powerful thing that we can ever experience because love is exactly why everything happened. But it is our faith that is connected to how we can receive it. Are you following me here? I hope you follow me here because you cannot receive anything that love has to offer if you don't have the faith to believe in that love. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to do. That's exactly what the world wants to convince you of, that you're not loved, that you're not cared for. And therefore, if you believe that God doesn't love you, you're not going to believe that anything else that he has to offer is actually for you until you have an understanding of who God is and who he really is and how he really feels about you and how he really sees you. Everything else that comes with him is going to be hard for you to accept, receive and believe in. First, you have to believe in who he is. You have to read the, the word of God and understand that that word is for all those who are willing to believe and all those are willing to say yes to him. And not just for the people that are perfect and holy and great, because the truth is nobody in this world is nobody. So by understanding that having faith in who he is, in his love for us, that even if you deserve it or don't deserve it, which none of us do something I've had to convince myself. I've had to make this statement. Seriously, I've had to make this statement. I've had to say, God, I don't feel like I deserve it all. I don't feel like I deserve this love. I don't feel like I deserve anything. But the truth is, you're going to give it to me anyways, aren't you? Huh? You know, I have uh, this friend in my life. I have two people in my life. Uh, you know, they're in, one of them is, uh, you know, I, let me not even say their name. There are two people in my life. I'm, I'm going to keep it private. <laughs> And, um, and, and there are two people that they offer me stuff, um, all the time. When I say stuff, I'm talking about if I'm around them and I'm about to pay for lunch, they'll be like, no, 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 no. Let me pay for your lunch. Um, they're the part, they're the type of people that if they see that, you know, I need a water, you know, they, and, and there's nothing around, they, they'll run to the gas station. And I, and I always tell them all the time, why do you do that? I don't need you to do that for me, but that's just the kind of people they are. There's some people in this world that are just so special that they're willing to go an extra mile for you. And you're just wondering why, 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 why? And it's gotten to the point where one of them says, how long are you going to keep arguing with me? Because, you know, no matter how many times you argue against me, I'm going to do it. And that's something I've had to understand. Wow, that's how God's love is for us. That no matter how many times we say, God, don't do it. God, I don't deserve it. God, I know you don't. God, I know this. I know that God's looking at you and he's saying, you know, I love you anyways. And I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to manifest myself anyways. But yet you have to believe to a certain extent. In other words, believing that you are loved doesn't mean that you agree that you deserve it. Believing that you are loved doesn't mean that you are sitting around and saying, yep, I deserve it. It's all for me. No, you don't deserve it. But yet you have to expect it, not because of who you are, but because of who he is.
You know, just like I have that friend, those two friends that I just go, you know what? They're going to do it anyways. The truth is I can't stop them. They're going to do it anyways. And I'm, and I believe that <laughs> I truly believe that is the same way that I look at God when it comes to his love. I'm going to come into his presence. I'm going to say, God, I don't deserve anything. And he's going to say, but I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to care for you. I'm still going to heal you. I'm still going to guide you. And that's God's love. Until you start believing and understanding that even though you don't deserve it, he's still going to offer it and give it to you anyways, and that he's already done it through Jesus Christ, then a lot of things in your life when it comes to believing and having faith in God are not going to function. Until you believe in that love, until you understand that that love is not connected to who you are, it's not connected to what you do, it's not connected to anything, it's just connected to who he is and how he decided to love all of us as much as he does. For no other reason, for no gain, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to serve 20 years. We don't have to pray five hours a day. We don't have to fast every day. No, nothing, nothing, nothing can separate the, us from the love of God, as the word says. And so by having faith in this, now you can finally start believing in other things. Now, of course, the word of God is not just founded upon just believing Believing in itself that, oh, yeah, he loves me is not going to manifest all the things and the promises that God has for you. But having an understanding in his love when things are going wrong, when things are imperfect is very important. Because when you put your life in his hands, when you put your life in his works, all things work out for those who love him. All things work for the good of those who love him. The word of God says that very, very clearly. And so by understanding that he loves us and that we should also love him. And love is not just going and saying, I love you, God. I'm so grateful. But it's dedicating your life to God, surrendering your life to God, being faithful and sacrificial, just as he has been faithful and sacrificial to us. That is how we end up having relationship and not God just loving us. Because whether you decide to love God or not, he's going to love you. But once you decide to love God back, that's when you finally establish relationship. And that's when your behavior changes, your mindset changes, your walk of, of life changes. And that's what happens when you become a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, a wife. You better start changing and you better stop acting like you're single. Okay, buddy? And learn that you're taken. And that's the same thing when it comes to your walk with God. When he loves you and you end up loving him back and committing to him, you're taken. So live like you're taken by God. So thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. I love each and every one of you. Again, I'm doing audio episodes only right now because I want to give you guys the best content possible. I've been busy doing a whole lot of things, but you don't want to hear about that. All right. All I want to tell you is that I'm finding a way to get the message of God to you no matter what happens. So sit tight, subscribe, make sure you're listening, sharing this with your friends, and I'll catch you all next time. Love you so much, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.